0: throughout high school like I played in bands and stuff and I was always we were into music and so let me stop you what, yeah. I mean what kind of music so I was in like a hardcore thrash like punk band yeah. um and we all then sang in Spanish so all the lyrics were in Spanish yeah. and so when you're when you're in that age and you're like what am I gonna do now you just kind of take your hobby slash passion and decide like let's do that as, oh, a, per- yeah. as a career yeah. like like I like music let's make that a career <laughs> I was basically going to go to school to be a live sound tech. Then I started to realize in that year, if you're a live sound tech, you work weekends and
1: nights, because yeah, oh that's when shows are. Armando Reyes is the owner of Lake Erie Woodworks and is involved all over the Erie community, as you'll discover in our conversation. Welcome to Flagship Stories, Episode 5. My name is Chris Lantinen, and I'm a podcaster and work in the digital media sphere for the Edinburgh Beehive. And my name is Nick Warren, and I'm the
2: managing editor for the Erie Reader.
1: Nick, this month's issue of the Reader. Speaking of your full-time gig, mm-hmm. is completely food centric. Mm-hmm. So, what can people expect when they grab it from newsstands all over Erie? Because it is out right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Starting uh,
2: last Wednesday in March, uh, yeah, you can you can pick it up. It's the food issue. The third time we've done it. It's the uh, can't miss dishes yep. list. Uh, so we we kind of go through some of our favorites, some some crowdsource favorites, and this is our third food issue uh, altogether. The, the the first one being in March 2020, and that 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 copy stayed around for a while because that was the last one uh, before we took a little break and then came back in May. Uh, so yeah,
1: check that out. We have uh, what, What's your? Do you have a favorite of the of the dishes of the dishes on, here? On the Can't miss dish
2: uh, list pr- probably. Uh, the loco taco burrito, because mm. I actually just tried them this month for the first time. Yeah, they're awesome. They're great. Um, the loco,
1: the loco burrito is if you want, to, you, you got to try that. That's um, it's it's like one of those takeout meals that's two meals. Oh, oh yeah, I I which did is that, what I love about takeout. I did that
2: two, well, technically like three days in a row because I <laughs> ate it and then ate it the next day, and I was like I wanted to.
1: And did you was that the California burrito that you got? Yeah, 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 that that one's good too. this the loco one's packed with like four different meats topped with cheese, sauce, chorizo. yeah, it's loco loco tacos definitely quickly become one of my favorites. It's also right by where I live, which is nice. yeah, yeah.
2: And it is in a gas station, correct. And the funny that the two best places to get Mexican food are, in a gas station and in a truck in someone's driveway. Yes. on Popular Street. <laughs> <Yes>. So, <laughs> I think both those that and uh, I was speaking of Colonial Mobile, uh who you should try if you haven't. Listeners out there, you you probably have cuz it's really good. Um but we have a new place. Oh, that, uh 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 Enriques? Yeah, that we touched yeah, on. Yeah, in this I need to go there too. Yeah, we, we. so 18th yeah, we Street? Yes. Okay. So we um, got
1: Enriques too, so.
2: So, okay. So there's uh the food dishes obviously. We um if you're a listener, you will remember Adina Rupp from Paris to Cat Cafe. We have an article about that in the reader, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, going down the coffee line, we got some Brick House coffee. Aaron Phillips wrote a great article about that. John Burdick talked about Greek dogs. From the editors, we talk about John Burdick not caring to write about Greek dogs, too, so check that out. <laughs> um, we have Oscar predictions. We have reviews and everything like that uh, as well. So, yeah,
1: check it out was For the sure. was the Greek dog article you had to force that one on him?
2: No, <laughs> well, if you read the from the editors you'll you'll see what I mean, but he it was his idea, and then he was writing it, and then the events like in the Ukraine happened mm. and he said, and we even quote it. He says, I'm finishing writing a story about hot dogs, and not going to lie, it feels pretty meaningless and <laughs> stupid right now. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, is, I gotcha. You know. I gotcha. So, um, was well, his idea We didn't force him to write about Greek dogs? <laughs> that's
1: obviously history-based, and the Aaron Phillips article about Brickhouse Coffee yeah. ties in a bunch of history, too, because oh, yeah, that's a really, street, yeah. really old building, and so that's a really good read. Um, mm. One article I wanted to point out uh, was the State of the Plate, won by Ben Spagan. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, this line in particular was very illuminating. According to the most recent Erie Leading Index Report issued in January by Erie, Erie's leisure and hospitality sector, which includes restaurants, suffered the greatest amount of employment loss from the pandemic, a, quote, staggering 54% or 7,500 jobs between January and April in 2020. As of November 2021, the sector has rebounded somewhat but still lags just over 10% behind pre-pandemic levels. So just, yeah.
2: that just blew me away. Yeah, I know. So. Just, I mean, so many jobs lost in the pandemic and many of them did not return or no. people did not choose to return or, right, right. you know, various. various and
1: issues. you wrote a review of Minsky. I
2: did, I did. Of so. How could I not? Uh, she's my favorite. Did I, you, so I think, did we talk
1: about this before? You you were going to go see, did you go, go see her recently?
2: Or are you going to go see I her? I think I might have regretted not buying tickets oh, okay. to a no show <laughs> but i i i ponied up and bought the stub hub or mm. aftermarket ticket uh was it in cleveland or pittsburgh Pittsburgh, it's AJE.
1: did you already go see her or is that no it's up? in
2: it's later in march okay
1: so, so you've got the review written you're you're gearing up for the live show yep yep. so that's cool uh so anything else in the issue that you want to hit
2: uh you yeah that's all good? that's pretty good um yeah, I mean check out the whole thing front to back of uh, course uh note the wonderful photos by Jessica Hunter we also have uh, a few Q and A's from uh, restaurant tours mm-hmm. owners uh, uh restaurant workers yeah I love I love that little that layout cool. that you thank did. you I did that's that. cool yeah um and uh, yeah and, and I also want to uh, invite people to speaking of uh, leading into our guest Armando who was a fourteen hundred forty uh, recipient honoree, and as you are too, as well, Christopher. Thank uh, you. <laughs> I feel weird calling you Christopher for some reason. Uh, <laughs> it is my not, legal it, name. It's not It's my middle name too. Mm. Oh. Uh, I just want to invite people to nominate individuals for uh, this year's 14 to 40. So that that push is going to get started up. Uh, I think the issue is the well, the issue is coming in this summer. So stay tuned for that. We'll be probably talking a little bit more about that. But all right, do cool. it. So people can nominate now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, All you right. can go to our Perfect. website, scroll down, um, you can, you'll see a link there.
1: All right. Uh, so let's get into this chat with Armando. He yes, was indeed.
2: he was great as expected. Oh yeah, great. And
1: great. we got into some more of his music background, which I thought was something mm-hmm. new from his bio that maybe other conversations conversations with him haven't hadn't delved into. So mm-hmm. I was happy to do that. Yeah. Um, any takeaways from our conversation before we kick it off
2: yeah he he just uh he's a good guy i like i like that
1: guy you guys are involved in a couple things together yeah yeah Uh, he
2: he, uh as we will mention in the interview yeah he kind of recruited me for the chroma guild which i really appreciate uh so he's he's obviously very active more active than i am in
1: that we'll let him take it from here Armando, I'd say we are getting you as a podcast veteran now.
0: Uh, I think so. This might be my <laughs> third now, or
1: well, you've been so on it. our Erie, which yes. I listen to. Oh, yes, great conversation. Yep. Yes. You've made multiple visits to the Idiotville studios. Yes, one virtual and one in person. We're doing so that awesome. eventually, I think. Right, I believe we are. In yes, the future. Uh, so, flagship stories should seem like a breeze to you. <laughs> but my question, based out of all this, is: so you're doing all these shows? And you're having to talk about yourself quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like your storytelling of yourself or of your business has evolved in any way, given that you've got kind of this big burst of opportunities to be introspective in a way maybe you haven't been before?
0: Um, I think so. I think the one thing it's helped with is being more concise with answers and being able to like tell that story real easy and not like drag along. Yeah. You kind of like the, yeah. over yeah, you don't, you don't like drone on about your life. So you mm-hmm. kind of get, through, you hit the high points real easy. It's also helped me uh, really just kind of take stock of how far I've come. Right. Like, cause you started your business and you were just kind of mm-hmm. nobody in your garage, just doing things for fun. And then now people want you on podcasts to talk about it. Right. So, so yeah, it's good to look back and see your accomplishments and Yeah, kind of enjoy that Mm
2: -hmm. using it as kind of fence posts, Mm -hmm. almost absolutely. Yeah, Um, then even like a podcast, like a year ago, you're like, wow, wow, that was seems like yeah, that was different.
0: Yeah, (laughs) we have an employee now, so now that's different, you know. So like, things happen in between those. So yeah, it's good.
1: Was your like was your family history something you always meant to be public, or maybe uh, maybe there was some element of your journey that you found plays well, like, when, again, when you're telling your story and you're kind of self-editing as you go, are there things maybe you're surprised by or mm-hmm. working on?
0: No, but the one thing that I, I do like is that when the question you always get is, how did you, how did you start, right? Like, if, yep. if woodworking- Which we'll get to. Yeah, if woodworking <laughs> was a hobby, like, how does that start? And, yeah. and I always tell a story that it comes really from my grandfather and my uncles and, uh, so every time I get to tell, him, I get to talk about my grandfather again, yeah. you know, and, and talk about them and my family. I don't, I don't see them very often. I'm originally from Chicago, and mm-hmm. most, all of my family is still there, and so I don't see them very often. But the more chances you get to talk about them, it's, it's always great.
1: Right. Well, I mean, let's set that since the, since we're there, okay. let's set that yeah. base. So, like you said, you come from this family history of woodworking. Mm-hmm. Your grandfather, your father. So, what were some of your first experiences in the wood shop that you remember?
0: with my grandfather specifically um just being in the basement cuz every time we would go over he was never there he was always like down in the basement mm-hmm. doing something you know so every time you wanted to see him you had to go downstairs to mm-hmm. go visit him but yeah that it that was always great and then that sort of constantly working working on something working with your hands i tell people when you're when you you're from Chicago, nobody has a house, right? We all live in apartment buildings. Yeah, right. And so a lot of my family owned their own apartment buildings. And so something was always broken. Something was always missing, falling apart. And so everybody had tools and a workshop and there was always something on a weekend that needed to get fixed. Or my dad's dragging me outside, like hold this wood while I cut it. And you know, so um, so all of those things just kind of ingrained themselves into your life history basically. And it you know translated into me wanting to do it as a hobby.
1: My grandfather owned a very recently owned a lobster boat in Massachusetts. (laughs) He lives in Cape Cod and so he owned a lobster boat. He lives in Omaha, Nebraska. Yeah. That that story (laughs) made me think of the fact that like I've never been able to go out with him on the boat like my brother would and my dad would whenever we would vacation up there. And I could never do it because the very small boat, very big waves. Uh, I'd be over the side yeah. the entire time. Yeah. So your your grandfather's hobby wasn't on a boat, which yeah. you were lucky. No, for, not but... at all. Not a lot of boat. <laughs> not, not a lot thing. of boating in Chicago. Nice, <laughs> nice to have that experience. Um, you need a steadier hand to do woodworking. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I read that in that woodshop news piece that just came oh, out. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That mm-hmm. some of your family members actually like own department buildings in Chicago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was that something? they got you really involved in your neighborhood? Was that Mm -hmm. something that really got you knowing your neighbors in this more intimate way? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's one of those things where like you don't realize like you, you grow up in your childhood and this is normal, but then sometimes you realize like not everybody lives the same way. And so at one point on my dad's side, he's he's one of nine and seven of them live. We all lived on the same block. So seven of the brothers and sisters lived on the same block my grandparents and three uncles in one building. We had a building, my uncle uh, still owns a building that has 13 units in it. And I think like there was three or four of them in there at one point. So like you'd walk out this door and just, hey uncle, you know, and it's just like, everybody's around and and they're just right there, which also means you can't get away with anything. Yeah, Like, Like everybody's watching. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah.
1: Um, I want to go back to the go back to the basement for a second mm-hmm. i had a I had a follow-up that I forgot did you immediately enjoy the craft of woodworking like did it feel at, at the beginning did it feel like labor or did it feel like creative
0: I found it a, a as like a necessity right okay. so i I looked at things a lot like I've always had the idea that I could always do things myself like we never had the we're like, oh, we're going to hire somebody to do... Yeah. Like, that's g- completely foreign to me. Like, yeah. my dad never hired anybody to do anything. So it was always like, oh, we're going to just figure out how to do this. And I never picked it up until when we moved to Erie, we purchased a house, and then all of the things that a homeowner does fixing up things right. in their house, that's when I started buying tools and trying to make things... Uh, trying to make things for the house, but then also repair. So it was always that, like... DIY handyman side, and then trying to build, you know, cool things side, Ooh. and so yeah, it wasn't until like I needed to to do those things that that's when it started to kind of come back to me.
1: Mm. When did so is that when it got creative for you was in
0: hmm Yeah, absolutely. Because w- when I started doing things, I wanted to go from like a basic level, and and the way I approach things is if if I was a professional, how would a professional do this? Right. job right even if it's something that you're not a professional at but mm-hmm. like if I had to put in a new light in the house right. like, like I could stumble my way through it or like <laughs> I would do research yeah. what is the best way to do this something thing you and, don't really want to mess up <laughs> right yeah. yeah you know so you're always trying to figure out like how to do it the best way and then that's kind of what got me down that rabbit hole of like furniture and like different styles of furniture and all kinds of different things and mm-hmm. and that just kind of grew from there
1: well, like the necessity of being like a handyman, that's like renting 101. <laughs> yeah, you know So like the last place I rented, the the landlord was just very old, and so she would just, for anything, she would basically hire the same guy. So it was like putting a light in. The same guy's going to do that that's also going to fix our toilet. So it's like, okay, how do you have
2: both of these skills? How do you know how to do any of this? (laughs) They seem both very unique. And some aren't uh, on the level of others. And I can
1: barely, like, uh, find the windshield washing (laughs) fluid, like, thing in my car to pour it in there. It's like i got to, like, make sure, look at every single one, make sure I'm pouring it in the right hole there.
0: And that's the other half of my history, right? So, like, as a trade, like, I was an auto mechanic. So Mm -hmm. for the... 16 years of my life I was yeah like that's what I did for a living and that was that uh, right. for Audi yeah okay. cool. yeah so that was a that was a whole nother journey in mine so yeah it still works I can say I, I didn't I never that's one thing that I never did as a hobby mm. like people would always ask hey yeah. do you do side work or was like no not just at work all. on cars never, never. You, uh, yeah. Yeah, don't uh, do not ever yeah. ask me to work on your car ever because <laughs> I will not yeah
1: <laughs> Uh, there was a talk you gave it. I want to get back to the car stuff in a second. Yeah, yeah. There was a talk you gave at Edinburgh, uh, a Zoom talk. Oh, okay. I can't remember what it was for, but I watched a little bit of it. And you mentioned, again, there being all this woodworking craft in your family, but that mm-hmm. nobody had based a business out of it mm-hmm. like you do now. Mm-hmm. What was the family reaction to when you basically said, I am officially going into business full right. time, right. doing this for real. Was it like it's about time somebody did this, or yeah. was it shock, or, like...
0: No, I think it, it's interesting. I have this, uh, this, like, interesting relationship for my family because I'm one of the only ones who, like, decided to, like, leave, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're that close-knit, especially from, like, this, like, Mexican-American family, like, nobody ever leaves. Like, you never leave the house, right? Like they're like, why are you, why are you even, we all lived on the same block yeah, for yeah. God's sake, like let alone move to another state. Eerie. Yeah. Especially. Right. Yeah. So they've always been very like supportive of like what we were doing. Cause they That's knew, great. you know, especially over this amount of time, you know, it's been 13 years now that we've been here yeah. that it's like, they knew that we've made this transition and that we've been sort of successful at it. Mm-hmm. So now me starting a new venture, they were just, they were like well good for you and mm-hmm. and because like they knew that that woodworking was kind of in our family to base a business yeah. around that you know they were they, were, they, were, it they were, sense. yeah they were, they yeah. were uh, they were super proud of it and they still are
1: well, i think there's like the common joke i don't know i don't know in what context this is but basically parents not knowing what their kids do for a living yeah. <laughs> no, you know yeah. like especially like in the digital fields like mm-hmm. if you're doing digital marketing like i do yeah. you got to kind of tell your parents every time you see them mm-hmm. This is what I do. Here is the five yeah. things yeah. broken down as simply as possible. But it's almost like your family knows almost too much. Yeah, about yeah, what no, you they did. yeah, they're
0: they're they were they're pretty happy. Uh, they 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 really do feel like it's like a continuing like a legacy, you know. Because yeah, when my cool. when my grandfather first did it, he did it out of necessity, also, right? Mm-hmm. First moving, yeah, first coming to the U.S. That was kind of his his way to kind of make his way around, you know, before he got a job and hired and all of those other things. He eventually. Worked for um, like an electrical company in a oh, factory, yeah, and he yeah. you know, kind of worked the rest of his life doing that. So it was just a hobby, but at first, like you know, that's how he kind of made his way. And uh, so he, they, they were uh, pretty excited for yeah, that, yeah, just to cool. see yeah. it work. Yeah. It's
1: so again, we talked about the the next part of your story, which is you come here in 2007, mm-hmm. you move from Chicago to Erie, mm-hmm. you work for Audi, mm-hmm. right? Um, So go a little bit deeper on that original career path. I know you went to school uh, to be a technician and all that.
0: Yeah. So my original thing, and this is going to transition to the music part of this conversation. I'm excited. I'm excited. (laughs) So yeah, throughout high school, like I played in bands and stuff and I was always, we were into music
1: and. Mm -hmm. So let me stop you. (laughs) I mean, what kind of music?
0: So I was in like a hardcore thrash, like punk band. Um, We all then sang in Spanish. So all the lyrics were in Mm -hmm. Spanish. And so like that when you're when you're in that age and you're like, well, what am I gonna do now? You just kind of take your hobby slash passion and decide like, let's do that as oh, a yeah, as no. a career. Yeah. Like like I like music. Let's make that a career. <laughs> yeah. And so I oh, did. I, I, I've been there. Yeah, I went to college. <laughs> I went to college for a year, and then in that year of college, realized this was not gonna be a great career. That's like, exactly <laughs> what I did.
2: I, <laughs> yeah. I made it in music for one year, hated it. Yeah, and then.
1: Well, Just, like, what are those first classes like? Are they teaching you about the music business? No, th- so is it like oh te- no. technical? Yeah, yeah. Know-how. so like, I, I went,
0: no, no, I went through, uh, like, at first I was going to do recording, like, oh, okay. to work at a recording studio. Okay. And then I talked to a guy and he was like, Well, if you want to work at a recording studio, he's like, Pay's not that great. He's like, It's not that really great of a gig. He's a good, like good thing for a teacher to yeah, say. No, well, this was <laughs> just somebody. Is, honestly, yeah, is yeah. this was somebody who I who who was working at a studio. Oh, okay. And then uh, he's like, if you really wanted to like have a better gig, it's like is in live sound. It's like you know doing live sound instead of recording. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. So that's what I that was that first year I was gonna do. I was basically gonna go to school to be a live sound tech.
1: So like you work at a venue, band right. comes into town. yeah venue
0: or okay. you like you're touring with a band or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be, and yeah. you're doing their sound, and then I started to realize in that year, if you're a live sound tech, you work weekends and nights because yeah, oh that's when shows are. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, that's a terrible setup.
2: That's like, the, yeah. Thing, yeah. the time when you actually do yeah, things. Yeah, that's like no, like, no, ele- no 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah, uh, Friday th- yeah, show. Not, there's yeah. no nine to five. Like, <laughs> there's nothing on Monday. <laughs> exactly. Except like.
1: maybe School of Rock. Don't they have a, a midday oh, show they do, during, they do, during uh, school hours?
0: <laughs> so, So I realized it wasn't going to be a great, like, job, like career. And and that's what I wanted. Like I wanted a just a regular, stable, like job, you know? And uh That's that's
2: like exactly what I did too. Like I majored in like film and animation and then like realized almost too late that like, oh, this is like totally just only freelancing and I have to like (laughs) sell myself every like you know, two weeks. Yep. I'm like, so you I don't became a that. journalist. Yeah. Well, I, I have a steady job, so, <laughs> yeah. I so I don't need to, I don't need to <laughs> no Sell myself at all. Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. That's days. that's what I wanted. And then, uh, cause there was a couple of times where you're working with like a, a wedding band or something. Yeah. You know, you're doing weddings, and they're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna set up around five, come back at two a.m., we're gonna break everything down. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you're <laughs> staying out to like. Thor yeah, and like yeah, that, like. and, yeah. Come, come by every Friday and Saturday mm. evening. It's like, no, thanks. Yeah. So yeah, that I worked. It ended up not like being. I mean, it was great. I would have loved to do it, but it wasn't. It wasn't what I wanted to do for a career, mm. you know. And then uh, I don't know. I don't know how I eventually got into it, but uh, then I realized I, you know, you see like in in that age too. You know, you're seeing like old cars and classic cars and mm. stuff, and and like that was always something that I was like kind of into. And I was like, oh, wait, that's a job. You know, mm-hmm. like all of these people with these super fancy cars, like they have to get fixed somewhere. And they have and money like, to buy yeah. those cars. Yeah. And I was like, uh, oh, they have that's, money to fix those cars. I was like, <laughs> that's kind of cool. And I did a little research, and there was like a tech school on, in, in Chicago, and I kind of went down that. And I was like, you can get, you can finish your certificate or your certification in one year, and then you start working. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, that's attractive. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I that's I like where that. it's at.
1: <laughs> so I can be making money in 13 months. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's do that. Yeah. Uh, since Nick's a musician and I'm a former music journalist, we can't mm-hmm. let you escape without awesome. um, telling us what you were listening to growing up. And for this, yeah. as Nick has seen, I pulled big rock albums when With you were some 16. some truly awesome. awful albums. Okay? In okay, so we've got, we've got Californication, okay. Red Hot Chili Peppers, yep. maybe mm-hmm. Rage Against the Machine, Absolutely Battle of Los good. Angeles. Love it. Okay. Uh, maybe maybe not like um, Don't even human clay. It. Yeah. You know, terrible little, no. little creep. Human cream. clay. A CD no, I had. No, no, so no, what no. were you listening to? Uh,
0: a lot of that. It was a lot, that that age. Uh, definitely was kind of, sixteen. So yeah, I was in high school. We we're just starting. That's like when you kind of starting my or knowing 16. what you like. Yeah, you get into it. It was you know a lot of Nirvana and mm-hmm. you know that kind of stuff. Raging as a Machine, System Over Down, like mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff that was coming around around then. Yeah, I started playing guitar. Uh, I'm a guitarist, so I, I started playing guitar around I don't know, when I was 12. Um, my brother, it, it was his idea to want to learn how to play guitar, and he just he couldn't like get the hang of it. Just kind of <laughs> sat around there, and it and just like, sat oh, around. And then us. one day, it was really interesting because he's like, he goes, "Oh, I f- I figured out like a couple of things," and he showed me, and I was like, I was blown away. I was mm. like, "Wow, that's super cool!" Yeah. And then I was like, "Let me try that," and I just kept playing. He never played again. And then, so yeah. I just kept playing. And then, so
3: it was your guitar. now. Yeah,
0: it was it. And then <laughs> I just kind of kept going from there. And I and I played, I'll use that term loosely, played guitar. And then when <laughs> I uh, met some friends in high school, one guy's like, "We should, we should start a band." But nobody, none of the other, my other friends knew how to play anything. Yeah. But the idea yeah. was we should start a band. And cool, I was like cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah. all right, sure. Yeah. So I played guitar, and you know, one guy brought a drum set, and off we went. Yeah. And uh, because we were all not very good, like well, punk band is a pretty oh, yeah. that's a pretty good place to start, <laughs> you know. So, uh, so yeah, we, I think I was, I think I was sixteen when we when we started our yeah, band. How long so. did that last, for? Oh, For a long time. Yeah. yeah, it was it was a long time. I think we, I don't remember when our last show was, but I played probably fifteen years at least. <laughs> Damn, what was yeah.
1: the year long? Did you have multiple bands, or was that just one? just album? one basically? What, what, what yeah. What were
0: you called? Uh, the name of the band was C Nota Then. Which okay. is Spanish for "without order." Um, how was
1: it? How was it breaking into the Chicago music scene, going non-English?
0: Yeah, uh, well, I was actually it was it was pretty interesting. So when I first there was a there was one band who's this like major major band in the U.S. and they're called Los Crudos, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're the they're from Chicago okay. and literally like oh, yeah, I didn't even six blocks away from what, yeah. where I grew up. And they're right. like
2: pretty much like the one of the when you when you think of like exclusively like, you know, Spanish speaking bands, especially mm-hmm. like punk bands mm-hmm. that like they're pretty much yeah. They are yeah.
0: it. And so that they had kind of stopped playing right during this time, which is like 90 yeah, like 13 too. Yeah. Later, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like this is around like 98 and we started uh we started playing and I had got a CD with a compilation that they had a song on. And my uncle gave it to me. And he's like, look, this guy lives like down the block. And, Cause <laughs> that's what was interesting to him that, yeah. that he lived so close. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. And it turned out that his sister, Ma- the guy's name is Martin and his, he's the singer. His sister was like a teacher's aide at our high school. And she was like, Oh, oh my brother wow. plays in bands too. And <laughs> I was like, And I was like, Weird. Oh, that's cool. You know and you're thinking like, oh yeah. Yeah, I was just like, oh, it's like some random band, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah, here's this like, you know, this like hugely connected, like well-known <laughs> dude in the world, you know? <laughs> and so um I met him at a show. We went to this one show and and I met him there. And I was like, Yeah, we kind of play in a band. And and he was like, Oh, maybe I'll come by sometime when you're practicing. And I got his number. And and I think for him, he was kind of excited just because it was like well, wow, there's some other like Hispanic kids in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah, playing yeah. in a band, like so even though if they're terrible, it's still cool to yeah, see yeah. that it's mm-hmm. just happening. Cuz yeah, not a lot of like punk bands come out of the neighborhood, you know? What right, I mean? right. It's not like the biggest thing. So uh so yeah, we just we kind of hooked up with him and um you know, we, we did shows and we just kept growing and playing. He would introduce us to new music and we would start listening to that and That's like awesome. trying to learn what like punk and hardcore was about and that kind of stuff and we just kind of grew from there.
1: By 2007, when you moved to Erie, are mm-hmm. you like, are you burnt out on music, or do you did you try to get into the Erie music scene at all? No, or?
0: I. It, it was just so different. Like you get ingrained into like one type of music. Like mm-hmm. I know that scene doesn't really exist here, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. and yeah, I was, specifically that one. Yeah. For sure. Well. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like... Molesangra notwithstanding. Yeah, 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 I guess. But I was just like not... Yeah, I, I didn't want to like start that over again. Yeah. Yeah. And part of the reason of not playing in a band anymore was like not having the time to do like practices and do all right. the other things and go to shows and like everything else that comes with being in a band. So yeah. I was kind of ready to not It's also that. just
2: a whole new like social network. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, Especially know. the eerie scene is so insular. And <laughs> exactly. Hard to like get your foot in sometimes, yeah. like, it can be frustrating. I
1: yeah, know. yeah. I'll get us back on track. That's I, right. I took us way, I took <laughs> us way right. out. That's We yeah, I'll we could probably away. talk for like. This
0: you know. This never comes up in podcasts, so uh, that's great. No, yeah. that's what
1: I figured. <laughs> well, I listened to all your other interviews and it obviously, or not obviously, but it kind of intimidated me because you had told your story so much and so yeah. I was trying to find a way in that wasn't yeah. the typical No, stuff. The, the it's, typical it's stuff. definitely
0: been like the biggest part of my life uh, that like, all of my friends, all of the people who I know, like yeah. most of the people in my life who are close friends are directly from that life, you know? That's yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah. Um, so going back to, again, like 2007 range and you get here and you start working at the, uh, at Audi and mm-hmm. everything. Now correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm gonna assume that was a pretty well-paying gig and mm-hmm. you were taking care of yourself and everything. Mm-hmm. Starting your own business, on the other hand, mm-hmm. not quite as lucrative mm-hmm. at the beginning. Absolutely. So when you make that announcement, I'm going back to August twenty third, twenty nineteen, the Instagram video That's it. where okay. you talk about how <laughs> yes. you're 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 doing this. Mm-hmm. What's going through your head? Like what are you like both financially and emotionally, I assume it was a very daunting yeah. decision. So like yeah. how are you doing mentally at that time? Like as
0: as bad as i am right now still <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get any better <laughs> right right um no that that was the single most difficult part was that financial aspect cuz oh, yeah. you're you're in you basically work for a high end luxury car dealer for 16 years i was as certified as you can be like i mean i was a top hmm. top level technician and like so that is a very well paying job yeah yeah and yeah. So you're basically just like deciding to give it up. And yeah, it's terrifying. It still is. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Um, even no matter how
2: things, right, how yeah, well it, things are going. Yeah, th- like,
0: you know, things are going great and it's just like two weeks or all right. Things are So even, things are even, looking even up when <laughs> you
1: even when you hire your first time <laughs> your mm-hmm. first full time employee, mm-hmm. you still having those Absolutely. Feelings? That makes it
0: worse because now you have to take <laughs> yeah, care yeah. of somebody else yeah. too. <laughs>
1: now somebody's relying on you yeah yeah
0: so so yeah that that's that was always been the hardest part i was like because even sometimes my wife would be like look you know i support you she she was always more in the mind of like just make a decision because i was like i think i want to do this i'm not sure if i want to do this i I think in my work i'm not she was like look just do something like so familiar to me (laughs) yeah she's like just pick and just Just make it just make a decision so yeah when i when i first like you know, you, you she, luckily, you know, she works full time and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. so it's not like we just kind of completely we give her a shout out, yeah. To the, the neighborhood, art house. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her name is Loda. She's the program director of the neighborhood art house, also a 40 a, under 40 alum. Yes, yep. she's amazing, person, yeah. Before me, yeah, yeah, more more well, hopefully,
1: future guest, and then we can get some dirt on Armand. <laughs> oh, yeah, <She laughs> yeah, we, can, got all the we dirt. can ask her yes. about the bands, absolutely. <laughs> 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 and she was there, oh, so like we were, because
0: you guys, uh, you know. Yeah, you've been together for uh, high school ever, sweethearts. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. She was like, I think it was like sixteen when I met her. So that's pretty yeah, we've been wonderful. together this whole time. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I love her. But <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, I do. You said that reflexively. Yeah, oh, and yeah, I love her. I do. I love her <laughs> that's very much. It. I know you. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it that was the hardest part. Um, I, I, you know, she said, you know, well, I know all of these other people who own their own businesses and like if they could make it work, you can make it work. And I was like, you're right. But a lot of them. That's what they always did, right? They never, like, had a career and then decided to start a business. Like, right. if I did this day one, like, our lifestyle, everything would be based off of me being a business owner. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it's not. Like, mm-hmm. we have a home and we have children and we have mm-hmm. these debts. And it's, like, we lived a life at a certain financial range. Yeah. And now yeah. the bottom yeah. falls out of it. It's, and yeah. it's, like, it's totally different. If if this was our range the whole time, then... We would be comfortable at that yeah, range, yeah. like we would base our life on that. But it wasn't, and it's so much it's, easier to go it, up. It, than yeah, that it, it, <laughs> it, is. You it definitely is. It, yeah, uh,
1: but there was there was a specific project that kind of gave you some confidence, right? And that was a local local yeah, business.
0: Yeah, so that was uh, so altered state. Yeah. Uh, they we met, and when I first met them, that place was an empty shell, it was like mm-hmm. down to the studs. There was nothing in there, and they were like, "Yeah, we just want to do some cool stuff and." We need some cabinetry and some shelving. And I was like, all right, great. We can help you with that. And then a few weeks later, he's like, what if you just made everything? I was like, all right. He's like, we need a bar, we need this, we need that. And he's like, we need some tables.
1: Was it work that you had submitted, or something that you had submitted that gave him the confidence? No, to... they were.
0: We were just kind of Did still going like back no and Aaron forth with ideas. Like, yeah, I've I'd yeah, never met Aaron before yeah. that previously him or Gavin, and yeah. it was just they just kind of reached out to me. I guess they found me online which or is, whatever. Which is
2: awesome. I mean, probably most of our people that are listening have been to Alter State, and mm-hmm. if you it's haven't, beautiful. go there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the whole aesthetics of that, or mm-hmm. you know, basically all you right, so, yeah, and
0: cool. the, and that was. I mean, it was it was their sort of vision and mm-hmm. and I kind of guided them with some you know material right, suggestions right. and things like that all the stuff for the bar uh, we kind of came up with ideas around that but yeah it was that job because at that point I realized I can't do this in my basement right and <laughs> yeah and so couple that with the fact that because it's a business and they need to be open on a certain date like that's a hard deadline that I need to meet mm-hmm. and so yeah I can't do this like you know, a couple couple hours a night right. and on weekends like in between my job uh-huh. and then, so that was really the the kind of catalyst to decide like okay we're going to do this full time of the unfortunate part was a few months after that was march of 2020 and the entire world collapsed and so oh yeah um i yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so i did um in for most of 2020, I did go back full time working for a friend doing like remodeling construction work. Okay. Um, still keeping the business part time, but it was just it was so um, like you know unsure of what's gonna happen. Let's see, it's in the middle of a pandemic. The phone's not gonna be ringing off the hook for custom furniture. So yeah, yeah. It, it it was just kind of a difficult time, and that just eased, you mm-hmm. know, some some frustrations and things that were happening and and, you know I worked for a a good friend of mine and and he's like you know I think you know if things get difficult for you you know I I always need help and if you know if you need to have some work for a little while let me know yeah so so yeah I worked for him for pretty much from like April to to the end of 2020 and then right around January February of 21 that's when things started to pick up and um and I was like okay I think it's I think we have enough to get kind of back into the shop and uh, right. been there since.
1: With the uh, with like Erie now being full time, mm. what were like the business necessities that most took you out of your comfort zone? Is it mm. like doing interviews like this mm. or, you know, being on Erie News now or whatever? Mm. Is it having to keep up with social media or is it something else completely? Yeah,
0: so those things come a little easier uh, you know after we've done them i mean we've been on so many podcasts now these days <laughs> no i'm just kidding um like that that stuff's not too difficult the the things that are difficult for me are the actual business things like you know what like is accounting what is, yeah you, you know, know what's your uh you know income statement look like how's your yeah. pnl these days and yeah. it's like what what are you talking so, about I was like I, sure. I don't know what you you know you know, how's your uh, profit level and your, what is your margin at these mm-hmm. days? And it's like, like oh, uh, man, like, pay I, I, or yeah, yeah, payment I don't know. I'm lucky. I, <laughs> Fearing QuickBooks. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I can like I'll stumble my way through most of this. But yeah. now this year has kind of been, um, I, I really wanted to sort of shift my focus into really understanding what it is to own a business, mm-hmm. right? Like, because it's, if, if somebody wants to start a business like mine, whether it's, woodworking or starting a bakery or you know whatever that kind of thing is it's knowing that part of it is 30 percent of the job you know being good at woodworking is the smallest (laughs) percentage of being successful at a business
2: have you gotten any like help from any uh i
0: i get help from everywhere i get whatever
2: help i can get i know there's like a lot of like you know business incubators and (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, create i know you're plugged into
0: yeah creative business accelerators i took one um it was based in Pittsburgh, but it was through Bridgeway Capital, who yeah. uh, who is, like, here in Erie also. Um, that was really good. Uh, you know, we have, like, flagship fund, mm-hmm. Kiva Loans. Uh, I have worked with the Redevelopment Authority to get some loans for equipment. And, like, all of, I try to do, I try to kind of yeah. use whatever resource I yeah. can. It's out um, there, thankfully. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's out here. Erie is really, really good for if you are a small business and mm-hmm. kind of want to uh, to grow it, there's a lot of resources here. Most of them for free. I mean, you can, I mean, send an email to somebody and they'll mm. point you in the right direction. There, yeah, because I know you've that. worked with,
2: uh, you know, our uh, uh, past guest, Christian Santiago, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, because you, you're on the, you're the face of the Erie Made yeah. <laughs> yeah. Academy. Yeah, you know. yeah,
0: and that was that was funny because they had reached out and they're like, hey, we we have some pictures from you from your shop. Is it okay if we use them in our yeah. like marketing stuff? And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem and then i saw it come up and then i thought did well, am i supposed to do something i thought i was yeah, like yeah. am are i you, running are you teaching this, this? Yeah. It's like am i am i supposed to like and i was like did i forget that i was supposed to like start I was like this is next week am i supposed to be <laughs> no. and i was like oh do no i have I'm to make just, a syllabus yeah. or something yeah apparently it was just the face of it so yeah. I when like, i first well, saw I it think. i thought that
1: you were a teacher right that's what, <laughs> yeah. that's what i thought that's what i thought learn woodworking exactly
0: yeah, like learn some tips from our mind. I was like, no, so but no, they're doing a great job, but what their program is was basically the the Erie based version of the one that I did. Yeah, yeah. But it it happened to be like in Pittsburgh. So but mm-hmm.
1: um You're just you were just a model. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess just right? a pretty face. they just, just they yeah.
0: just needed a face for the thing, I guess. Yeah.
1: Maybe Erie Apparel will be reaching out to you soon <laughs> so you can be part we'll of their see. campaigns yeah. and and all that. Um what about like the whole being a boss angle? Because like we said, you just hired your first time. Yeah your first full time employee. play. I keep messing that yeah. up. So have you thought about like, all right, this is the kind of boss I'm going to be. These are kind of the expectations of the shop. Cause I assume yeah. you've had part-time people too, right? Uh,
0: yeah. A little bit like, I'll you know, sometimes people would come in and like, you know, once a week or something like that. Or mm-hmm. if I need some uh, help for just to get through a job, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some people like that before, but, um, no, I heard, uh, his name is Carlos. I hired him September, end of September. And, uh, it's been great. I uh, I never liked the idea of being a boss, and yeah. I, and it's funny because he says it because he'll say like, "Oh, I was talking to my boss," and I was like, "That's weird," you know. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I never I never refer to him. I ne- I try to never refer to him as like, "This is my employee, Carlos." I always say like, "This is Carlos. He works with me." <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. like I don't I don't like cause I like we're there's only two of us yeah. so it, it it doesn't really even feel right that like I'm the boss you work for me like it doesn't make sense like we're both here together we're yeah, both yeah. doing the same thing um so yeah he he's definitely uh, been a big help uh, in what we're doing and but yeah i don't i don't know like
2: yeah, the first time you yeah, get yeah. called boss is very yeah, weird.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 definitely <laughs> strange. It's like I know that that's true, but yeah, yeah, you, like, ha- you uh, haven't accepted it. Me that. No, no, yeah.
1: Well, we talked to Dina Rupp in our last episode, and mm-hmm. she owns Parista Cat Cafe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she just became a boss, and mm-hmm. so yeah. I think we talked with her about you had to, like, like several
2: people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: like sort of the dealing with like the and not to put this all on Carlos. But mm-hmm. She had multiple employees, mm-hmm. but just like you know, dealing with mental health of employees mm-hmm. and yeah. like. Giving the time HR off, kind of, of stuff. To, yeah. Like, yeah, HR kind yeah. of stuff. So, I, I, have you thought about that at all?
0: Yeah, yeah. So again, and maybe it's to you my to hire detriment. For but, HR. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's to my detriment. But I'm like, <laughs> okay. dude. He's like, he's like, yeah. Hey, I think I, I got a wedding to go to. It's like at the end of the month. Like, you think it's okay if I come? Like, yeah, dude. No problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: right. Because
0: right. like, will you do like a week too? Fine. Because yeah. for me, it's like I've been here by myself the whole time. Like every day you come in is a, is a you good slack. day for me. Yeah. And so like, you were gone for a week, like. Those Did that for a year bed, or two like, yeah, yeah, I will be able to handle it. You know, uh,
1: up to this point, you've only been approving time off for yourself. Yes, so this <laughs> yeah. is, yes, which very is very rare. Going. I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: well, yeah so I, I try to keep it very casual.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's talk about some of your related projects. And before mm-hmm. we do that, I just kind of want to know you're very active in the community, so no, that's right. why I'm going to ask you this what is your general philosophy about the Erie community, about what you want to get involved in, about how you want to be involved? Mm -hmm. You know, I've heard you talk about this in other interviews and you have a good response here. Yeah.
0: um, So the, I, I always want to give back as much as I can to the community because Mm -hmm. I feel like it's given me so much, right? Like the opportunities, the, the ability to even start a business again, being from Chicago, like I would have never decided to start a, custom woodworking business in a city that big like, it could be impossible right? right like it's so hard to just get started with that right. kind of thing
2: and like cities like they have it like you know they yeah, yeah you're one of a thousand so, yeah, yeah so you know, just throw
0: a rock any, you'll anything, hit somebody yeah. who will make you something like <laughs> yeah. it's you're, not you're that hard you're competing
1: against somebody that has an HG HGTV <laughs> show exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: like yeah that exists over there mm. and so so here just the ability to even do what i'm doing and and people be open to that um, the idea that people are starting to look for local businesses to do those things. Um, I know a lot of people the, our conversation starts, I've been looking online and I found this, but it's not what I want. And mm-hmm. so just for even people to think like, let me see if there's a local option for this. I think yeah, that's mm-hmm. starting to grow, yeah, right? Like sure. the idea that we don't have to just buy everything online, that, I bet we can find somebody here yeah. who does that.
2: And then it's kind of like, you know, mutually beneficial. Cause mm-hmm. like, I'll, you know, I'm sure like those people, of be like, oh, this is locally made. Look, mm-hmm. look oh, like yeah, yeah. like it, that's a point of pride. And, and there, it,
0: it is a point of pride. And a lot of times for a long time, that wasn't like, people mm-hmm. didn't care if it was made locally. They would right. just like buy whatever they needed. Um, but besides that, like, I love the growth of the city. I love the trajectory it's mm-hmm. on. Uh, You know, Erie sometimes has this like double sidedness where you you meet these old people or whatever people who have been around a long time and they're kind of like, you know, cynical about a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's always like, look, we can, you know, we can go up a hill or we can go down a hill. It's like, let's just start trying to go up, you know, and we just take these smaller steps and as long as we all are taking that same step in that direction mm-hmm. i think things will start to grow and mm-hmm. you know there's some people that the difficult part the 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 kind of the good and the bad about this sort of circle of people who are in making things happen is it's it, it's very welcoming but it's, mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to find a, your way in you know like yeah. so so you can get into this circle but if yeah. you don't know it exists or you don't know who yeah. the people are involved yeah you kind of feel, you can still have that feeling of like I'm helplessness. Outside, right? Yeah, and you're like, oh, I don't know all these people. But once you get in, like everybody's like really welcoming. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, let's do this or I want to work with them. Kind there. of like right? an open secret. Yeah, like, exactly. Once,
2: yeah. There's so many things in place of like, mm-hmm. oh, places to like network mm-hmm. or, you know, meet people. And, yeah,
0: you know, yeah. Uh, but if you don't, if you're not on the right, you know, social media pages, yeah. if you're not catching you up on the right news, you 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 might miss a lot of that. And so... So yeah, I mean that's always what I've wanted to do in in our business itself. Like I didn't once, but once I had a shop, I didn't want it to just be a shop. This is not just our place of business. Yeah. You know, we wanted to open it. We're teaching classes. Yeah, you know, we talk might. Yeah, yeah. There. So okay. so we wanted to start teaching classes just because you know I think people are interested in that stuff. You know, with the explosion of you know YouTube and things. You know, people are oh, watching yeah. videos all the time. You look up some of these like woodworking channels and stuff. They're you know millions of subscribers and hundreds of thousands of views. So people are interested, uh, especially during those COVID times of like working with your hands and learning something new and learning a new you know hobby. And so you know we wanted to kind of be part of that. You know if you want to learn how to do something like come in. Maybe maybe it's because you are interested and you want to you know take the craft further. Or like you just want something to do on a weekend like oh, it's just a fun activity like whatever it is um, I think it's something that we can just offer you know mm-hmm. to people. And part of it is you know obviously it's a business so you know part of it is like okay, we're driving people to our business so that's that's one aspect of it. but it still goes back to the eerie thing where it's like well maybe they might not teach they might not pay you to make something, but they'll probably pay you to teach them how to make it, (laughs) you know, because it's like, well, I want to do it myself, but, you know, they need a little help. So we're just trying to find people and meet people wherever they're at Mm -hmm. with like this woodworking journey they're on, whether they need, whether they already do it and they need like specialty supplies and maybe we start to sell those things. Maybe they want to learn how to do it or maybe they just need us to build it for them. We're kind of meeting people, trying to meet them at all those aspects.
1: I think that the cutting board classes, that seems like a prime example of Mm -hmm. that, right? thing yeah. that everybody uses yeah. everybody wants mm-hmm. they want a custom piece yeah so nice to show off come? I've seen
2: many yep. photos oh, yeah it's simple
0: <laughs> yeah so that that starts because you, you know when they're like oh I want to when you, if you were to decide like I want to get into woodworking like what's a quick project that I can do like cutting board is always like the first thing people would recommend because it's 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 simple but it allows a lot of create creativity yeah right because you can use all kinds of different woods and put together patterns and mm. like there's a there's a thousand ways you can make a cutting board, mm. but you don't need a whole lot of equipment and stuff to get started to do it. Mm. And so that kind of, it helps, you know, it's kind of a beginner level class. And yeah, stuff. it's kind of what, yeah. what you make of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. The
2: laziest people, just a board. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just one board. <laughs> I'm they'll, they'll
0: that's,
1: that's fine. You get splinters. Talk a little about the Chroma Guild. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. So the uh, Chroma Guild is... It's basically started uh, under Erie Arts and Culture, and they wanted to create um, opportunities for artists of color. And so, th- throughout the years, historically, artists of color have been either left out or not taken as seriously or not invited to, you know, especially in the art world, can already be very small, kind yeah, of, yeah. you know, insular place. But um, especially as an artist of color, it could be even di- more difficult to break into those spaces. And so they wanted to create these opportunities um, for these artists to kind of just showcase their work, um, get started, whether it's uh, professional development, creating like artist CVs and artist statements, mm-hmm. or or just actually, hey, I have work, but yeah. I I, I want to show it in a gallery, or I need help. I I like to paint, but I can't find the right you know equipment or supplies or whatever. And so Chroma is actually. It's a way for for those artists to stay connected together and then to get opportunities that sometimes they could miss. So like I said before, we're, we're like... The community is open but if you don't know those opportunities exist you'll you know yeah. they'll just go right over your head so a lot of times they'll say oh we we could have used an artist for this show yeah. and, and it was like well I didn't even know that they were, they were doing something you know, and I, hey I, you I recruited was, me to it so yeah. thank you for that <laughs> there you go
2: yeah i have been chrome yeah 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 I've, 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 I've loved remember. it it's awesome cool. yeah
0: so it's just and again it's not like you, you know there's not a whole bunch of uh of uh, things that happen but it's it's just, it's again connecting people. You know, if, if if Nick's there as a performing musician, you know, he mm-hmm. can be there as a as a musician and as a journalist. You yeah, know, because yeah. those are two different sort of mediums that he works in. Mm-hmm. And if we had oh, you know, there's a grant opportunity for a journal writing yeah, yeah. thing. You know, like we can pass that on, and you know, yeah. he, oh, thanks. I never saw this. Maybe I'll apply to it. Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's about you know helping connect those artists with resources, and then at some point also showcasing you know their work. Mm-hmm.
1: No no membership fee, correct? No membership fee, not cool. at all. No. All right. Cool. I'll pay it when it comes to that. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so we're going back to music. Lake Erie cool. Drumworks. We, mm-hmm. yeah. we hinted at yeah. it, yeah. but we haven't really talked about it. Yeah. Because
2: um, that came before, right? Yeah. No. Oh, no, it didn't. No, no. okay. I'm just, no. This was off of Lake Erie Woodworks, right? Okay. Yeah. And it's yeah. got its own website now. Yeah. And, and everything. I remember so. being confused because I was like, oh, you build drums, but then I was like, oh, you play guitar? Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. yeah. So that was, yeah. So the story.
0: Is I was already doing woodworking stuff, and uh, the guy who was my drummer forever, he he's like, "Hey, can you build me a drum?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I was like, "That sounds
2: complicated."
1: <laughs> I cannot do that because like,
0: if you ever you watch, yeah, if you ever watch and... drums being made, it's like usually plywood, and they put them in a press, and it's all like veneers and it's oh, all yeah. glue. It's a whole
2: weird hardware. Thing. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: a it's a whole process. I was like, I have none of that. It's in a circle.
2: Like, yeah, sounds, sounds like round. a pain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I was like, I, I'm not capable of any of that. And and so, but it's, it's he's like, all right, whatever. And then I was like, so it started to jog my mind though. I was like, well, like, can, can I do maybe it? I right? Maybe do I that. can yeah. do it. So I started looking up, you know, like kind of drum building and all the, you know, trying to find information. And then I came across Stave Drums, which is basically, instead of using plywood and, and bending it into a form, you use solid blocks of wood that you cut oh, and then they, they form a circle. And oh. then you, and then after that, you turn them on a router or however you do it, and then you turn that into a drum. And I was like, well, that's woodworking at this point, right, it's a block of wood, yeah. I have to cut a funny angle, I glue it together, I was like, I can maybe I can do that. And so I went down that road, um, I built one, it was supposed to be a 14 inch drum, but I messed it up. So now it's a 13 inch drum. <laughs> <laughs> it still works though. It's like a tom or a snare. <laughs> a snare, or, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah, he wanted he, a snare. You've mostly done snare. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. He he wanted a snare, and then so I built that one. I realized, okay, this works. And then uh, I built one for him, and he just told me like what he wanted, what he was mm-hmm. interested in, and uh, so I I built his drum, and it was super cool. It came out great, and he loves Sweet. it. He plays it, and he still plays it, and. Um, and then I was like, well, this is, it was fun, you know, yeah, and cool. and it's fun because I can use like, you know, in daily work, we're using kind of, you know, basic materials. We're using maple and oak and cherry and those, you know, nothing super fancy, but when you're doing drums, because you use... It's not a lot of wood. You can use this, like, kind of exotic stuff, oh, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you can use, like, kind of different things. You don't have to buy a whole ton of it because you don't need a whole lot to yeah, make a drum. Yeah, like what drone. kinds of woods? Oh, we do, all, I do them out of all kinds of oh, stuff. Okay. So, yeah, we do, like, figured walnut stuff or figured right. maple or, like...
1: Does that change the sound? Yeah,
2: produced? the wood
0: definitely okay. changes the sound, yeah.
2: Yeah, much like, like guitar bodies mm-hmm. and stuff gotcha. like that, yeah. gotcha. which I don't... But you can't, (laughs) right? Yeah, yeah. unless
0: uh, for but for the most part, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole thing with like drums and stuff. And they're like, oh, the shell of this drum resonates, and it's like, dude, you put that kit on a stage (laughs) and with microphones, forget about anything you just said. Like it's all out the window; it doesn't matter anymore, (laughs) right? So, yeah, but the wood does does change the sound. Mm -hmm. It's and it's actually in the density, right? So the more dense or harder the wood, then it changes the sound.
1: Who did you make the Man of Steel drum for? That just uh, caught my eye. No, yeah, through. no, I still
0: have that one. It's just oh, cool. still kind of sitting around.
1: Okay, nobody bought that one. So yet. you just made it because you wanted to make it. Yeah, Not, yeah. Is are all the is most of the Lake Erie drum works stuff is most of it made to order or like? Yeah, it
0: is People now. like reaching out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think we have maybe. F- Five or six out here now in Erie. Yeah, how many, do you know anyone you know, locally that we might know? They're or? almost all local. Yeah. yeah so uh Sticks plays. Oh, yeah, snare. Yeah. Um six yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. there's a lot of dudes. I can't think of Yeah, sorry to put you on the spot. No, sorry. yeah, I'm gonna go through a list. Bring up the bring up the list on the thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to ask about uh Boy Scouts. Oh. Because absolutely. that was part of my my yeah. identity growing awesome. up, like oh, I was, nice. I was an Eagle Scout. All that, yeah, yeah. Um, were you in Scouts growing up?
0: Yes, yeah, I was an Eagle yeah. Scout also. Uh, I the... am an Eagle Scout. We're still Eagle what's Scouts. Eagle Scouts. Let's I feel so either. bad in this conversation. I just made it to like <laughs> Weeblos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's point yeah. that out. No, it's... Yeah. It's fine. No, actually, it, it's it's been cool. So th- this is like a very interesting time right now because um, when I, so yeah, I went basically. From probably 12, I think I was like 12 when I started to 18. So Boy Scouts ends at 18, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I went to the very end, like, all the way to the wire. Like, before I, I think I got my Eagle Scout paperwork like a week before I oh, turned 18. Funny. So it was like down
1: to the wire. It was that, for me, my parents made me do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. it seems like you, like, legit enjoyed it. No, well. I did it's not but not in your heart Chris it, not
0: I really. I did <laughs> not an outdoors guy Yeah I did enjoy doing it but then you hit a certain age where it's like this is not cool anymore, right? It's, so like, yeah, you're playing in a yeah. hardcore band. You can be like, I gotta go with scouts today, guys. At, you know what I mean, at like 16, <laughs> you're like whispering it exactly. You know, to your friends. But yeah. I had gone so far, and actually, my mom was the one who was like really involved with it. And I got right. to the, I got towards the. I mean, I was like, I needed like a couple more things to finish, and I was like, I don't want to go anymore. And she's like, I don't care. You're making What you, you, you want to do? You're yeah. doing it. She's like, you're going to finish. She's like, <laughs> I don't care what you say. You're going to. Finish Finish. and then so yeah, I begrudgingly finished. But yeah, I can't. Basically you know. the same story. <laughs> yeah, for me, my yeah. mom
1: was super into it because you had to do this project at the end. I don't no, know if you okay. know about this. I those. don't like, no, It's yeah. like a big project that has to be yeah. approved. Mm-hmm. The guy or whoever it is has to come out and like look at the project. So like yeah. we fixed well, up. Well, this, yours, yeah. yeah, we fixed up the cemetery. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in town, like we like cleaned it up and yeah, just like we built an arch. My dad built an arch, mm-hmm. oh. um, out of wood and um. He uh, also helped like fix these stone uh, headstones and things yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, we planted some stuff. So, mm-hmm. what was your project?
0: So we did. I did a um, a clothing drive That's for cool. uh, like a women's shelter yeah. uh, in the neighborhood, and we I mean, we collected like I mean over a thousand like cool. pieces of clothing and stuff for women because it is yeah. a shelter for women, like either from abusive relationships yeah. or like you know drug addiction or something like that. But um, so yeah, that was my project. We created cool.
1: clothing for them. Mm-hmm. All very helpful stuff. Mm-hmm. So your your kids are in Scouts, and you are a leader yeah. now. So yeah. I oh, wanted cool. to ask, like, I guess I just haven't kept up with it. Mm-hmm. What is like beyond the occasional controversial stories? I sure. haven't kept up with like <laughs> sure. Trump speaking at a, oh. a, a, a mm-hmm. scout event <laughs> or whatever. So like, what is what is the vibe with Scouts mm-hmm. now?
0: Yeah, so I like it. Uh, I still like it when I, my first child was my son. And as soon as I had him, I knew like at some point we were gonna do scouts, right because it, it, it meant a lot to yeah, me. It still yeah. means a lot to me. Uh-huh. I learned good. a lot good for you. yeah, it's, you know, it like, is good. like there's a lot of like leadership stuff in there and like me now being a business owner, like there's a ton of those skills that are like transferring over. And so when when he was growing up, um, it, you can't join for the earliest you can join was at six, right? You had to be at least six. But when he turned five, I was like, I'm going to just like start looking and researching because as good as scouting is, it's only as good as the as the pack or the troop right, that right. you're involved in, right? Because if they don't do a whole lot of things and they're not very active, then Who cares? you're only going to get yeah. whatever out yeah. of it. So I was like, let me find a good, you know, kind of active pack and like a place that we can mm-hmm. like, you know, have fun at. And when I found that, They were like, "Oh, we're having a new program where you could start at five now, so you can be in kindergarten when you start." And so he had just turned five, and so he ended up starting, yeah, from kindergarten. He's, and now, like I said, in this time, so last week was our blue and gold ceremony, which is like Mm -hmm. an annual kind of big ceremony Cub Scouts have, and he did his crossing over. So he crossed over officially. So he's officially now a Boy Scout. Did they have a bridge? Yes. Because we had a bridge. We do have a bridge. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: walked across the bridge, like graduating class of 75 for me, people. Yeah, not not year. Not year. (laughs) And it's like, wow. Small town, Mm -hmm. really robust. Mm-hmm. like we had a group of like yeah. 20 25 mm-hmm. it was kind of crazy
0: yeah so he crossed there was five of them that crossed over three of them from that original cool. group of like five-year-olds cubs yeah so that at five they're called lions Ly- okay yeah okay. Then tigers. so so tigers okay. was the original lions like new-ish? lions is the okay. new one yeah tigers was the original like starting they
1: program. like cats because i think there's also a bobcat Bobcat, bobcat, bobcat
0: is right? yeah bobcat's yeah. like the first thing you get
2: yeah I, yeah I was i yeah i i started out as Tiger and I, I'm, I was a Weeblow, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's I like almost, I think the last before Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if you if
0: you finish and and I try to get that into him. I was like, when you when you work your way through Cub Scouts, like you get to the next rank just by turning a year older, right? Like <laughs> there's no yeah. like You don't gotta do anything. Yeah, you are just like okay now you're a bear because yeah. you're seven. You yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> But now it's like in Boy Scouts, now it's based on what you do. Oh, my, it's like this merit, is the work yeah. you put in. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can be a fourteen-year-old Eagle Scout or a seventeen-year-old Tenderfoot. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like it's it's Tender all fun. about.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, it's all That's about crazy. the
0: work that you put in now. So huh. so it's it's been interesting. He had his first meeting uh, Wednesday, uh, and. Um, so yeah, it's was, it's was kind of cool to see. It's cool for me to That's see. That's
1: great. Yeah. yeah, good. Like I said, mom made me do it, but good memories. Like mm-hmm. all the all the camping trips you would do. Mm-hmm. I had to go to um, junior leadership training. Mm-hmm. They called it JLT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like it was very special because there were no leaders. Oh, okay. Like in the camps, like yeah, it was okay. just It was kind of yeah. like Lord of the Flies <laughs> yeah, <laughs> type, yeah. type stuff going on. Yeah. But um, yeah. But, I just I, I kind of just want to know yeah. like. Because you don't again, you don't hear about scouts these days unless it's something, yeah, bad. Is, honestly, yeah, yeah. I know, it's and, but I mean it's, but it's, cool. it's still
0: like, robust I mean, for something. Yeah, it's been around for over a hundred yeah. years. You know, like they're they're doing something right. Yeah. You know, and then now the 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 last biggest shift was um, having girls in yeah. scouting yeah, yeah, now, and cool. so my daughter's a scout. So I cool,
1: I, that's awesome. I'm working my way through excellent Cub Scouts with her now. Cool. <laughs> so, very cool. Very yeah. cool. We do this quick fire at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm where it builds up your tour of erie okay so the kind of the first thing you think of when i say these questions okay Okay. um so friends are in town for one night where are you taking them to dinner i
3: don't
0: know that's that's a tough one uh i know last time we were in my wife's family was in town we went to federal hill for lunch okay um that's always high on the list um I think right now we've been to the food hall quite a bit. So now that the food yeah, hall's open, we've good. been down there. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think it's a cool. Pl- it's a cool spot to see. Yeah. Uh, it's great for families because you can go down there and like the kids can have pizza, and then yeah. I can have like Dominican food uh-huh. and, or or burger or like, like yeah, yeah, everybody can kind of like get their own thing.
1: Yeah. I went to uh, the food hall and I got um. I got Lucky Louis. So I feel like I haven't, because I had Lucky Louis before. I feel yeah, like yeah, I need yeah. to go back and mm-hmm. try out some of the new yeah. places. We, for sure.
2: The the reader group of some reader people went there the other day for like a meeting and, uh, you know, we just put out like the food issue, whatever. So there are a couple things from the food all there. But like, mm-hmm. we were like, okay, order all the food. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is the best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the hard part. So one of the hardest parts of being, uh, like new to Erie and coming from Chicago is the food, like the disparity. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's so hard. But so, so for me, like to invite friends like who are from Chicago, I'm like, hey, check out this place, and they're like,
1: really? Don't yeah, you don't, you don't want to do Gold Belly and order all the pizza. In yeah, from oh no, the really expensive, a no. hundred dollar no. pizza. In no, from Chicago. but my
0: for my birthday last year, my aunt sent me a package of like Italian beef. Ooh, uh, so yeah, was, it was cool. It was awesome. There you go. There you um, go. But yeah, but yeah, uh Federal Hill's always awesome. We always mm-hmm. take everybody there usually if we get the chance.
1: Not to stereotype Chicago, but there mm-hmm. is no there really, really is no deep dish in Erie, like no. an actual deep dish place. I don't no. think so. I think Virgil's makes a pretty good Detroit style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you've ever had that. Yeah, Virgil's like, and that good is and tall Pretty unique, and, too. Yeah. 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 But
2: it's obviously different than. Charlie. No, no, I don't think there's any deep dish Nobody's tried it. Mm-hmm. Not counting Little Caesars. <laughs> yeah, <big deep.
0: laughs> yeah. People, yeah. but see, that's what the people tell me. They're like, "Where do you like to go?" I was like, "We go. We do go to Little Caesars a lot because <laughs> it's not bad. Because it's not terrible. Gotta drive but also, <laughs> like, if 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 you're not gonna find a great pizza, like, why spend thirty dollars or twenty dollars yeah, on right. a pizza when I can get one for six
1: bucks? And you can, was... you can get the Batman calzone, <laughs> yeah, which, oh, yeah, the, which the is man. sitting in my fridge right now. It so. clearly <laughs> looks like Batman and nothing else. <laughs> um, what bar are you taking them to afterwards? Uh, probably Lavery's. Okay. Yeah. Enjoy that was a quick one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you drink coffee? Yes. Okay, so what's your favorite cup of coffee in the city uh-huh. right now? Can be a latte, so can be whatever. Dunkin Donuts, besides
0: Dunkin' Donuts,
1: besides Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. That's Although Dunkin' is good, that's where I go to. So I'm
0: not. I'm a very like not like coffee snob person. So yeah. my my Dunkin' order is like yeah. extra cream, extra sugar, because like it's, that's just how I like my coffee. So when you <laughs> so. when you say extra cream, extra sugar, <laughs> yeah. usually I give them a number. Yeah, like how I many it's do you think five? Th- five, oh, five cream, five sugar in a large coffee. Me. Oh, it's terrible. Oh.
1: Yeah, uh, you know what I like from there is One they have like a. Is it, I don't know if it's a cold brew. They have something that borrows beer language. Oh, is, is nitro, it? like nitro. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. Those are pretty good though, and it has mm-hmm. like this kind of beerish foam on top. It does, oh, obviously yeah. doesn't taste like beer, but it looks like it. Yeah, does that make sense? Yeah. It might just be their cold brews Yeah. I, I like I said th- like it's
0: coffee true. it's I don't know it's kind of like wine is the same thing where people like you, you look, can get real get fancy. into fancy yeah. 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 we're like you'll oh. just drink it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like well this box stuff's pretty decent. Yeah. It tastes the same as the $400 yeah, it's bottle. Like yeah, but I can't really tell I'm the not, difference. Yeah, I'm not but, yeah. picky
1: with wine, for sure. Okay. But
0: I do but otherwise I mean if we're uh, downtown we'll go to Ember and Forge for sure. Okay.
1: Yeah. That's where we like to go. That's the common response. They're kind of the all-stars of this this tour so far. Um, what local shops, attractions are you always stopping by if you're going in that direction? So uh, we'll take it out of the food realm. Okay. So like actual like shops to walk yeah, into, yeah, like stores or yeah. you know maybe just eerie attractions, you know yeah, things like I that. Know. I don't know. I know right. that's a tougher one for. I'm people. still
2: yeah. just like shopping again, like mm-hmm. post pandemic. Yeah, just going in. I realized yeah. how often I would just walk into a random place and just. Yeah. Browse around with no intent. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I think, and I think it's starting to a little bit. Yeah.
1: That might be a good way to phrase the question in the future. Like, what's the place you go to where you browse with no intent? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, You just like, you just like being in there. Yeah.
0: It's hard for us because we don't, we're not big, uh, we're not big buyers of things. Yeah. And so to like shop around for, yeah, like to shop around for stuff is not something that we do like often. I don't know. Do
1: Do your kids just like, Spending time in GameStop, no, no. See,
0: and <laughs> not no. They're they're not. They're, I'll, <laughs> I'll do that me. every now. and, they're and then. They're not into the games at all. We've, oh, really? we've kind of oh,
1: curtailed okay.
0: that a little bit. We kept them off the TV that's, and that's the good. and the screens. That's good. Um, so you're not yeah.
1: you're not hearing the sounds of Fortnite, no, Constantly. no. Which that's is which good. is
0: interesting, and I, I kind of feel bad because my son's 11 now, and he's like like that's their entire world. Yeah, you know. But he's all his friends yeah, and stuff. yeah, yeah. He's not. He doesn't do it at all. So
1: is I, your oldest 11 yeah he's yeah. 11, 11 so it might 10. still be you might get the push yeah enough. i think yeah.
0: so i think it, it'll probably come at some point but but then again uh, you know and for me i was like well when you grow up and you realize like you read like four or five books you know a year more than mm-hmm. other kids mm-hmm. do because instead of playing fortnite you like to read yeah, yeah. like when you're older you'll thank me
1: yeah for sure <laughs> He's listening to this podcast right now. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, gaming is very intense, mm-hmm. like to enter
2: these days. And, and it's different than when we were kids. It's yeah, there's more better. of a social aspect or, to it that right. can be it's better good or bad. Right. You know, right. so like it's more it's more complex
1: at yeah. least. Like my fir- my first game was like Contra oh, yeah. Nintendo, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's like very Obviously different Up and down, down, left, right, mm-hmm. left, right. Oh, yes, left start. That's right, that's right. <laughs> um <laughs> you can never forget that apparently. <laughs> so since you got the music background, do you have a mm-hmm. favorite local band? Ooh, that's hard.
0: I don't know. I can't say. Um besides ladders? Yeah. yeah I was is, like, that like, exactly, is that what you're trying exactly. to get at I, mean, um, uh,
2: I almost just pointed yeah. to myself like <laughs>
3: uh
0: yeah. No, I mean like that's said, my band in case yeah. you're wondering, people. Again, we're <laughs> it's you know that's been one of the things that another thing that we haven't participated as much in right you got little kids at home like mm-hmm. my wife and i go into a concert is like
3: stuff Big probably
0: deal, yeah, never yeah. gonna happen you yeah. know but we'll say you that came first. out to see uh, us though that was yeah, awesome yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but and that's the thing like we usually see music when it's part of something like else it, right? yeah because like that was, it was that like, was the it was uh, like 814 yeah, day, right yeah, so yeah, like too. there's music happening all over the city so mm-hmm. we'll go out to that and we saw other bands like mambo was playing in, oh, yeah, you know yeah, so, yeah, so we go and you know we'll try to that's
2: our singer's dad plays bass in that yeah oh okay
3: yeah sorry
1: uh, last one, favorite new business, and we'll put this in like the last couple of years. Ooh, Besides, you know your business, own. <laughs> yeah, <my> own. <laughs> yeah um, anything that's popped up that you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I like piece.
2: that. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the food hall. All yeah. right. oh, sorry. Oh yeah, was, you, like, you did yeah, mention yeah. the food hall. No, you, I suppose you could war say war. that. Yeah,
0: I mean, the, yeah, the food hall has been great. Um, it's weirdly been a lot. Like, yeah, there's a there is a the lot pandemic, of new stuff. Lot. I mean, you like you mentioned the cat cafe. Like, just things like. I th- I think it's cool that people are just like taking the plunge and doing these things, mm-hmm. right? And and especially when people are doing things that normally wouldn't happen in a town of our size, right? They're going to like we're going like to have a cat cafe. Yeah, like a cat cafe. Like who's mm-hmm. who decides to do something like that, you know? But mm-hmm. it's like good for you. Like mm-hmm. you have an idea, you've seen it somewhere else, you're going to make it happen here, you know. So I love to see
1: all of that. Mm. All right. Uh, I think uh, that's yeah. it. Cool. Yeah, I think we're good. Thank you, Armando. Yeah, thank that you. That was
2: awesome. Cool. Yeah, thanks, Bud. Yeah, That's fun.
1: Flagship Stories is a collaborative podcast between the Edinburgh Beehive and the Erie Reader. You can find the Edinburgh Beehive at nwpabeehive.com,
2: where you'll get information on our broader network. And you can find the Eerie Reader and, you know, my stuff at com, Or you can pick up the actual issue and hold it in your hands free around the region. Uh, And if you need help, you know, finding a copy, go to com slash distribution. You can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can email us at flagshiperie at gmail.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.